Samas hanud haugend inu trimindi hurgi. Sa pidi inu tagi haan podcaster tänd ja juhu hurgiks eksimbeikler. Jurnatad pidi hänik uurustugune hisikensor ja geniärslik sansnehatara. Nik hisikohtsani timeout kichiltite sportsteroatad. Turts afsertlagavad hiitsega uultsega buhuulise hisikohtsani afsertlad. Ja uurustugu inierslikendara hisikohtsaga ungruulise kisustjaas. Яг өөр өөртөө өнгөрүүлнэ гэхээр юу хийлээд байна гэдэг нь энэ ярьслахын төгсгөлд танд ойлгох байх гэж найдаж байна. Тэгээ ер нь бол бид маш их цаагүй амьдралын хэв маягаар өшөлжээд өөрийн гисэн зүйлтэй болохгүй өөрийн гисэн зүйлийг бүтээх гээд түүний хараас маш ихээр хичээж байгаа гэж би хөвдөө бодтог. Гэхдээ заримдаа яг энэ хичээгээд байгаа зүйл чинь таны яг жин хүсэл мөнөө биш үү гэдгийг бодох ойлгох хэрэгтэй болдог юм шиг санагдсан. За тэгээд өнөөдрийн ярьслагыг хүрэхээр а хүндэ зочин маань бол телорын бүчи гэж хүн байгаа. Тэгээд түүний яг үндсэн нэр нь бол эрднэ. За би мэдэх хэсгээ бол яг энэ энэ хэсэгт одоо би өөрийнхөө мэдж байгааг танд яваад байгаа юм хэлчихэ. А гэтээ энэ ярьслаг англи хэл дээр үйлчлэх болно. Тэгээ би нэг бичээд дуусныхаа дараа дуу оруулахтай хуусул сабдайтлтай хөө гэдгээ шийдэн. Тэгээд та баг үзэж агаад юу бусныг харж байгаа. За. Well, first of all, thank you very much for accepting my invitation to do this podcast. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. So, uh, it's really hard to find a find a, a chance to meet with you in person and talk uh, the this topic that I want to talk and then spread this information out to my audience. It's such an honor for me. First question will be I want to know what's Omani uh, Batmihom. I just want to start from this. Okay, so um, it's very difficult to um, explain in just two sentences. Omani mm-hmm. um, Home is a mantra or a prayer mm-hmm. uh, that we usually recite on a regular basis. And it's one of the tools or one of the uh, methods that we use to train our mind by repeating it over and over again there's an elaborate explanation of omani padmahum but the to short translation is praise to the jewel heart praise to the jewel heart or praise to the lotus jewel heart whose heart are we talking about we're talking about the heart of the buddha of compassion mm-hmm. his character his qualities is like a jewel so therefore we praise to the jewel heart we add lotus to it because lotus is something that we use in every buddhist culture whether you're from thailand laos tibetan indian and even in mongolian we use that lotus as a symbol of purity why a lotus is important is because a lotus grows only in mud so our mind is so polluted and so dirty like mud but out of that dirty mind can appear 
a beautiful flower, which is the lotus. Mm-hmm. So therefore, we, through the practice of reciting the mantra, Omani Padmehom, over and over again, we purify our mind to and transform it to appear beautiful like a lotus. The Om is very um, symbolic and has a very deep meaning. If you look at the ancient Sanskrit letters or alphabets, or even in the Tibetan, there's a letter A, which represents the body. Mm-hmm. Then there's another kind of like uh, scripture that kind of looks like an eagle or a flying bird mm-hmm. that represents the O. And that is speech. And the letter M represents the mind. So a combination of O, O, M, Om. Om. Yeah, Om, which means body, speech, and mind. So my I dedicate my body, speech, and mind or transform my body, speech, and mind into a lotus, which is precious like a jewel. Mm-hmm. That's a very short uh, description of that. Mm. So it's just an exercise to put the mind in certain level, I say, uh, certain... How do you say that? Certain mindset. Yeah. And let me explain what mantra means. Okay. Mantra, mantra. It's a very modern, trendy word. But it's an ancient word that's always been there. It's it's an ancient system and ancient knowledge that always existed. Uh, What does mantra mean? Mantra, again, it's a Sanskrit word, but if you translate it properly, it means protecting the mind. Mm -hmm. What are we protecting our mind from? We are protecting our mind from destructive emotions. As human beings, we all have emotions. We have jealousy, we have hatred, we have anger, we have desires, we have attachment. At the same time, we have so much love, compassion, kindness, care, sincereness, empathy, and so on. Mm -hmm. So if an individual is to choose between anger and love, I'm 100% sure that every individual will choose love. Would you choose jealousy over empathy? I'm sure that people will choose empathy. We choose that, we want that, we crave it, but we as individuals don't use it enough. Mm -hmm. So through training of the mind, in Buddhism, everything is about training of the mind. It's not just mere rituals or reciting you know old texts the main purpose or the main teaching of buddha is transforming our mind from a negative to a positive and by reciting these mantras over and over again we turn our bad habits into good habits Mm -hmm. very uh very common example that i give to people when I explain this is that let's say that you and I have a very common friend and let's say let's say his name is Batr. Mm-hmm. We received the news that Batr got into a car accident and he's in the hospital. I guarantee your first reaction will be, what happened? 
Mm-hmm. How did it happen? Was he drunk? Was there other passengers in the car? Which is normal. That curiosity, you want to know. Mm-hmm. And if it's something bad or whatever, you begin with thinking something negative or saying something negative or something like that. In my case, the first thing is, I'm sending out that positive energy. I'm sending out compassion. I'm cultivating that sincere empathy, compassion, kindness, care through my thoughts, through my energy, through my prayers, not only to him, mm-hmm. but to his family members and to his friends around him. So why is that? It's not because I lived as a monk. It's not because I'm a spiritual person. It is because of this habit of training our mind, transforming our mind to be loving, caring, compassionate, and kind. Mm-hmm. So this is, a, this is like an instant reaction. Let's say you get into an accident. How would you react? Negatively or positively? Negatively. Negatively. For sure. In my case, I would say, it happens. It's life. Mm-hmm. Good things happen, bad things happen. Accept it. Deal with it. If I dealt with that situation through patience, through understanding, through respect, mm-hmm. I can resolve the issue very easily. Not only that, I would probably be able to live longer. And the reason I say that is because mind and body is very strongly connected. Mm-hmm. Right now, you know, I mean, Mongolia is changing rapidly, you know, which is very good. There's so many yoga centers. <laughs> There's even more gyms now. Yeah. So many sports clubs. They're training their bodies, but they're not training their mind. They're working out more, but they're even more stressful. So there has to be a balance between the mind and the body. True. Look at me. I usually ask people, how old do you think I am? Maybe they say it with compliments. Maybe they really mean it. But many people think I'm in my 30s. I'm 49 years old. How do I look young and healthy? It's my mind. Mm-hmm. I don't need expensive creams from Korea or Japan <laughs> or America. I don't need that. I don't need to spend a lot of money. I'm poor already, and I don't, I don't need extra expenses. Mm-hmm. So I look young enough. And what, how do I keep myself young? It's through training of the mind. Wow. Uh, physical appearance. The doctor says I'm overweight. Yeah? I probably am. But I'm comfortable with myself. It's how I accept. I accept you. I'm not going to judge you. I have no right to judge you. And I, if I am to judge, I should be judging myself before I judge others. I should love myself before I love others. I should be compassionate to myself to be compassionate towards others. 
there's a very important uh, Buddha uh, quotation. Mm-hmm. Don't treat others as bad as you think they are. Treat them as good you want to be treated. So everybody wants to be loved. Everybody wants to be receiving like praise, good words. Everybody wants attention. They want others to be kind to us. They want others to be compassionate to us. They want they want others to like hug us and kiss us and say, oh. <laughs> if you want that, then you should do the same to others. Mm-hmm. We live in from a Buddhist context. We have something called interdependency. Inter. Interdependent. Ah, inter. Interdependent. Okay. Or dependent origination, meaning that we are interdependent, meaning that my happiness depends on you. You could be a stranger, but still, as a human being on a human level, my happiness depends on you. Your happiness depends on me. Look at the global situation right now. Look at the global economy right now. Mongolia is dependent on our neighbors. Our neighbors are dependent on Mongolia even though we are a small country, but they're still dependent on the resources of our country. This is how interconnected we are. This is how dependent we are. Mm-hmm. And look at the, uh, let's look at the COVID-19 cases right now. One country begins to suffer, boom, 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 boom. Other countries are affected. Mm-hmm. We are dependent on each other. Yes. So we fail to look at the global situation in terms of economy, in terms of politics, in terms of health, in terms of medicine, in terms of water, in terms of Coca-Cola, in terms of noodles. We're all dependent on each other. So that's how... We should be very, how to say, compassionate to each, towards each other mm-hmm. on a human level. That's you know that's very important. That's from my that's from my point of view. And I think history has also shown for many centuries how interdependent we are. Nobody wants war. Nobody wants suffering. Everybody wants peace. Everybody wants love. But we just don't know how to love each other anymore. Yes, we don't know. I think we all agree to one thing is we are so connected to each other ever been in the history of human being. But we are so lonely, never been this lonely before as a humankind. Thanks to social media, we see each other's what they're doing, how we're behaving, everything. But inside of us, we feel lonely. And there was a study found out that forty-six uh, percent uh, of the population of the United States feels loneliness, uh, and they don't know. Half of them, they don't know. I mean, half of the population, they are not aware of what they're doing, not aware of why they doing their work plus they're feeling loneliness and all this uh, capitalist uh, system 
made us to work harder, even hard, to gain something in return, which is value equals to, I mean, it's just the money to purchase things, right? I'll tell you why we feel lonely. Because we forget ourselves. We forget our individuality. Mm -hmm. We forget to look within ourselves and ask ourselves, am I happy? Mm -hmm. We are so much concentrated on external development, material development. Look at Ulaanbaatar. Every year I come to Ulaanbaatar, there's a new building. There's more cars. There's more crowded people. There's mm -hmm. more shopping centers. There's yeah. more restaurants. And everybody's running after these things without asking ourselves, do I really need to go out and spend money in a restaurant or can I cook myself and save money? Do I really need to create more traffic or could I go to work walking and be healthy? Do I need a bigger house? I already have a house, but do I need a bigger house? We all tend to follow unnecessary things. There are certain things that are necessary. There are, there, you know, that's why there's a term that we call basic needs. <coughs> there are basic needs, but beyond those basic needs, we can survive. We have that belief that we need more. I need a bigger house. I need a bigger car. I need more clothes. So we're running after things that we believe that's going to make us happy, but in reality, it makes us even more suffering. We continue to suffer. What percentage of Mongolians live on credit? Probably 90%. Probably more than that. Probably more than that. So is that going to bring happiness? Yeah. It's not. If it does bring happiness, it's a temporary, very short-lived happiness. Our happiness is measured on what level? On a physical level. Mm -hmm. We smell good. We, we smell something good. Uh, it's like, oh, wow, this smell is super. We see something good. We see a beautiful woman or we see an attractive guy. It's like, oh, good looking. Yeah. We hear something nice. It's like, oh, it's like, oh. <laughs> we feel, we hug someone, we feel something. That physical touch gives us like a sensation. So, these are all just temporary. These are temporary pleasures. Temporary happiness. And these are all measured because of the physical sensations of our body. Mm-hmm not on a mental level. So we tend to forget to look within ourselves, our inner world, our spiritual world. Our, I don't like the term spiritual world because it tends to, uh, people tend to think this is like religious matter. Yeah. But I like to say the inner world within us, our mind. Mm -hmm. Our mind is interesting. How we project things, how we see things, how we interpret things. So, we're not happy because we forget to ask ourselves. How many people do you know that 
hate their jobs, but they do it out of necessity. Тарих бие энергийн хамгийнхийг нь зарцуулдаг. Тиймээс бид тарихаа маш сайн тижих хэрэгтэй. Тарихны тижээл Brain Active Герман чанар. More than 50% people that I know hate their jobs. They don't like what they're doing. But they do it because it's a necessity. They need to pay the bills, you know, they need to pay back the loan, you know, pay back the banks for their car, for their phones. for their homes, for the credit card. We are creating our own misery. We are creating our own suffering. So what is suffering? Suffering is really not a physical pain. It's more on the mind. Mm-hmm. It's on the mind. What Buddhism teaches us is how to train that mind to deal with the consequences in life. The very first teachings that Buddha gave is suffering is the nature of life. It's called the Four Noble Truths. Mm-hmm. Number one, the truth is suffering. Suffering is there. It's the nature of life. The second truth is there's a cause of that suffering. The third truth is there is a result of that suffering. The, fifth, the, the, the fourth one is the most inspiring one. There's a path or there's a liberation from that suffering. And how do you liberate yourselves? Not by building houses, not by creating loans and credits and you know, not by you know, making ourselves miserable. It's through transforming our mind. And when we transform our mind or train our mind, we reach a certain level that we can escape that suffering or that bubble that we live in. So what is the purpose of life? I frequently ask people, students, for example, they say, to get a good education. I say, okay, let's say you have the good, you achieve, attain uh, the good education, you achieved. What's next? Find a job. Okay, you found a good job. What's next? Get married. Okay, you got married. What's next? Have kids. Okay, you have kids. What's next? Bring them up. Okay, they're teenagers. They went to college. What's next? For my children to get married. Okay, they get married. What's next? They have children. Okay, by that time, you're a grandpa and grandma. What's next? Look after my grandchildren. Okay, what's next? I die. That's the end of life. Throughout this whole time, the, all these years, 70, 80 years, however long they live, not once they ask themselves, am I happy? We're running after something. Job, career, status, image. Mm-hmm. And in the end, it's like, bye-bye. I'm in pain. I'm suffering. I have cancer. Bye-bye. <laughs> Not once did they ask themselves, am I happy? Did I achieve the purpose of life? So from a Buddhist perspective, 
What is the meaning of life? Or what is the purpose of life? What is the purpose to live? The purpose of to live is to be happy. Only you can achieve that happiness through training the mind. We have a very superstitious mentality and culture, mm-hmm. which is that we go to a monastery and make offerings. We get take a khatak, we buy flowers, we pay like yogurt, milk, and you know, sugar and things, and we make offerings. Yeah. Yes. With the belief that this will solve all our problems. I'm sorry to say and disappoint all of you, but that's not the realistic approach. Of course, there will be some spiritual benefits. You accumulate buyun or uh, you accumulate merit. Mm-hmm. Yes, you will. But that alone will not solve your problems. We tend to go think of spirituality. We tend to think of religion only when the individual suffers. When we're not suffering, our ego and pride just flies like an ego. I built this house. I built this company. This is my company. I built this. I did this. I did. So many achievements. Unbelievable. Unbelievable achievements. Yeah? When a person suffers, yeah? It's almost like it's Buddha's fault that we are suffering. <laughs> we run after Buddha. Where is Buddha? Where is the monastery? Where is the hid? You know? Where is the lama? You know? What time is he going to come? You know? It's almost like it's their fault. Never once that we say, oh, I made a mistake. Therefore, I lost my company. I made a mistake. Therefore, I lost my job. Mm -hmm. Because of my wrong attitude, because of my wrong views, because of my wrong judgment, this happened. This This mistake happened. We never say that. We never accept our faults. So, in Buddhism... We say that the three poisons of the mind, the three poisons of our mind, mm-hmm. very important for us to recognize. And without acknowledging that, we're always going to suffer. Arrogance, desires, and attachment. We need to eliminate that. If we are able to eliminate that, then we have a better understanding of the world, better understanding of ourselves. We are so arrogant. And we never accept that we are arrogant. We have so many desires. It's a never-ending. We have so many attachments. It's Mm never-ending. So once we are able to reduce or completely eliminate that, then we can go to the next level spiritually and mentally. Mm-hmm. Which means you'll become more happier. In pedagogy, they said uh, in order to teach people, teach uh, uh, in order to teach them, you don't have to show the error. You have to just uh, demonstrate what's the right thing to do. So I see in religion, they teach it both. In a way, we can learn 
maybe we might know what what's wrong to do, what's incorrectness to do, what what is uh, not right to do. But we we know by studying a religion what is bad. But in pedagogy, they say you don't show the error, you don't show the um, the wrong doing. Uh, the difference between I'm comparing this with Buddhism and pedagogical yeah. methods. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pedagogical methods is based on research mm-hmm. without any spiritual background or spiritual understanding. Mm-hmm. That the individuals that they studied. They could be believers, they could be atheists, whatever. Mm-hmm. Based on a, the research that they have done, they come up with this particular method. From a Buddhist perspective, it is based on reason and logic. Mm-hmm. Reason and logic. In Buddhism, the, diff- the difference between other theological religious traditions is that similarly to Buddhism, uh, similarly to Christianity, if we compare Buddhism and Christianity, Christianity says the God is the creator. Yeah. In Buddhism, we say the individual is the creator. The individual is the creator of the success The individual is the creator of the suffering. The individual is the creator of love, compassion. And the individual is also creator of the pain, sorrow, and so and so on. Mm -hmm. Let's look at our phones. Yeah. The individual created it. The human intellect created it. It was not created by some external force. Mm-hmm. So we are the creator of this universe. We are the creator of who we are as individual. So from the uh, from the Buddhist perspective, everything is based on logic and reasoning. And that's a very scientific approach. Yes. That's a very scientific approach. When we talk about Buddhism we tend to think and automatically understand or accept that it's a religion. But in reality, it's not simply a religion. It's a philosophy. It's a way of life. It's a philosophy for love, for life. Number three, it's a science. And if you, type, if you ask what type of science it is, it's a science of the mind. Mm-hmm. So, Buddhism as a religion, Buddhism simply as a philosophy, third, Buddhism as a science and science of the mind. You can define that or categorize it in three different uh, three uh, different categories. Nowadays, Buddhism is becoming very popular all over the world. Okay. Is it becoming popular as a religion? No. That's the truth. Buddhism is becoming popular 
from different angles, people are interested in the Buddhist philosophy. Uh-huh. Many scientists, Western scientists, are interested in the Buddhist science of the mind, in particularly psychologists and neurologists, neuroscience. Uh-huh. They are interested in how our mind works. Nowadays, the scientists, why, they're, uh, why they are interested in Buddhism, the scientists, because we are facing a global crisis. And this crisis is not an economic crisis. This crisis is not a political crisis. This crisis is an individual human crisis. Crisis of our mind. Uh-huh. The number of depression is on the rise. The number of stress is on the rise. The number of mental diseases, they're on the rise. And how do we battle that? The shortest answer is pills. Pills? Yes, they're taking pills. Oh, you're, dep- you're depressed. Let me give you antidepressants. Morphine or whatever, something, opium or whatever. Yes, they help. But is it a long-term effective? Science has proven that none of these have long-term good results on the mind as well as the body. So they're looking for a permanent solution for that. Therefore, they have come across Buddhist meditation. Uh How to train our mind. And is compassion-based meditation really effective? They have done studies for a number of years. And science has proven that compassion-based meditation helps to make a person more happier, to live a life more meaningful, and the decreases of many Diseases that that we uh, that we go through, heart diseases, high blood pressure, less stress, less depression. So therefore, they are interested in studying the Buddhist meditation and how to uh, how to adopt different techniques or methods mm-hmm. to. Um, Modify, not modify, but to create a particular curriculum that is non-religious based. So, therefore, Buddhism is becoming popular on a global scale. Mm-hmm. And this is something that we Mongolians should be very proud of. Yes. Buddhism is part of our heritage. Buddhism is part of our culture. Buddhism is part of our way of life that our ancestors have adapted and introduced into our lives. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, there's many discussions that, oh, Mongolians are converting to Christians, Christian missionaries are coming, they're going to rural areas, they're converting people. I see that as a problem. Mm-hmm. I see that as an invasion. How would... Korean missionaries or European missionaries or American missionaries feel 
if we went into their countries and imposed our beliefs in their communities, how would they feel? They will straight fight against us. We have every right to choose what is right and what is wrong for us. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to religion, uh, choice, uh, choosing a religion, it's absolutely an individual right. No argument about that. Mm-hmm. But if a Mongolian becomes chooses to choose uh, t- to follow Christianity or Islam or Judaism or Hinduism or what, that's an individual right. It's okay as long as that makes them happy. Mm-hmm. As long as that makes them happy and gives them the answers in life, that's okay. But I guarantee you. That Muslim Mongolian or Christian Mongolian can never be a hundred percent pure Christian or Muslim or Jewish or Hindu. Why? Mm-hmm. Because our lifestyle, our traditions are deeply embedded and rooted in Buddhist culture. Every Mongolian Christian out there celebrates Tsagansar. Yes. Where did Tsagansar come from? It came from the Buddhist canons. It mm-hmm. came from the Buddhist text. According to the astronomy and the astrological calculations. Mm-hmm. Last year they adapted the law that uh, the Buddha's birthday will be a national celebration. When that comes, they are going to celebrate it. Any Mongolian traditional holiday is deeply embedded and enrooted and associated with Buddhist culture. Mm-hmm. So, they can never ever become a 100% Christian. That's not possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, Now, again, I will end by saying this. Buddhism as a religion is an individual matter. A individual business. With what religion I choose is my individual right. I will explore. I will, you know, I will read. I will learn. I will exchange views. Whatever. In the end, I make the final choice. But when we say Buddhist culture, culture is something that that is associated with society or community. Yes. So our culture is a Buddhist. Culture. I can become a Christian. I become a Muslim or Hindu or whatever, but I can never be a hundred percent non-Buddhist because my roots and my culture is a Buddhist culture. Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, this evolution that's happening in the human mind is that uh, because of the too many options, we losing our uh, focus duration i mean um, how do you tell this um, it takes only eight seconds to decide if i want to furthermore knowing it or stop and change the subject so human mind is uh, changing in that way we need focus right we need uh, that's why in mm-hmm. buddhism and buddha says what did buddha say our mind is like a monkey Meaning that it's constantly jumping. 
just yeah. like a monkey. Mm-hmm. We need to stabilize that mind. And how do we stabilize that? Through training of the mind, through meditation. Mm-hmm. Not through rituals, not through praying, but constant training of the mind. So we have that monkey mind where we cannot just focus, concentrate on one thing for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. So therefore, Buddha says that our mind should have the strength of an elephant. We don't have the strength. We don't have the tools or the techniques how to stabilize our mind mm-hmm. and be strong as an elephant. It's all in there. It's all in our heritage. It's all in our language. It's just out there. We just need to read, learn, and understand, and understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, th- well, I, I didn't want to touch this part, but I got to say it. Mm. Now, there's a, there's a problem for us to practice uh, Buddhism as a religion because we don't know the language itself, Tibetan language. We can't. We don't have access to it. We can't read and understand. I disagree. Okay, and uh, yeah, you can disagree. And uh, there's a there's a people who called Lama, which is interpreter. They have the responsibility to interpret what's unwritten Buddhist book and tell us. Even in America, there's a business went uh, global scale. Which says uh, the name is uh, Headspace and Calm, the best-selling um, meditation apps, mm-hmm. and and Headspace uh, and back office. There's a five monks who translates that specific uh, meditation techniques into English language, and in and just uh, modifies it to makes it easier to understand it. That's what we want from from all those lamas. But they they're getting money to just to read Himrinsang. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's why the youngsters they they just uh, don't like how to how, how they don't like to practice uh, Buddhist religion. Тарих биеийн энергийн хамгийн хийгэн зарцуулдаг. Тиймээс бид тарихаа маш сайн тийжэх хэрэгтэй. Тарихны тийжэл Brain Active Герман чатар. That's because the youngsters haven't met me. Yes. That's what we're doing in this podcast. I'm like the coolest, uh, you know, Buddhist that's out there. You know, I'm I'm hip. You know, True. I I'm I'm out there. You know, I need to make a presence, you know. Um, you know, I you know, um, you know, we live in the world of technology, you know, yeah. where we say that the world is at the tip of my fingers, which means anything that we need, we want to buy something, you know, we can just pull it up and press a few buttons and, you know, order whatever tea we want, whatever food we want. And similarly, whatever information that we need regarding Buddhism, it's at the tip of our fingers too. Mm-hmm. It is a very lame excuse. It's it's a very common excuse that people say that 
The lamas don't explain. Mm-hmm. The lamas only do this. The lamas only do that. Okay, if you're not happy about it, you have every individual right to express it. Mm-hmm. We don't express it because we think that oh, it's going to be a sin to tell the lama. It's going to be a sin to express my views. No, we welcome. If the criticism is for the benefit of the people, we welcome it. Mm-hmm. We need it. Sometimes we need to be corrected of our actions. So, uh, we merely think that lamas are accepting offerings only. Let me ask you this. Which religious tradition or religious institution or church, mosque, temple, monastery, that doesn't accept offerings and donations? Tell me. There's none. There's none. Then why are you only criticizing the Buddhist? So, we say that here in Mongolia, people are saying, oh, the Christians are giving and the Buddhists are taking. Okay, where did these Christian missionaries come from? They came from Korea. They came from Europe. Or they came from America. Or whatever country they came from. Where did that money come from? They collected donations from their believers. And it is given in another country. Which makes it look like, oh, they only give. But they don't take. In order to give, you have to receive it from somewhere, mm-hmm. right? In order for you to give other person money or go to a restaurant and have a cup of coffee or tea or dinner, in order to give money for that business, you have to receive it from somewhere. Similarly, these religious missionaries have to receive it from somewhere in order to give. And again, I asked you that question earlier. Tell me, prove to me, which tradition or which religious organization that doesn't accept offerings and donations there's none of that's out there no everybody so stop criticizing the buddhist and stop making a lame excuse that uh, they don't explain Mm -hmm. if you sincerely want to know and get the information it's at the tip of our fingers the correct information may or may not be out there. Search for the right answer. Just like you search for clothes. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you that when you bought the shirt that you're wearing, you did not simply buy it just because you needed a new shirt. Right? Yeah. You looked for it. You went to many stores. You tried it on. You looked around in the mirror, like, oh, okay, do I look good? Do I look good? Then you finally say, it's for me. I like the color. I like the fit. I like the style. I'm going to buy it. That's exactly what happened. And similarly, I'm not saying that every lama is good. We have to find the right lama that is suitable for us. Just like we shop for clothes. I'm not saying shop in a business sense, to look for a lama, but find the right spiritual teacher or the spiritual guide. There's plenty out there. 
there's plenty out there. There's plenty of lamas that I have tremendous respect here in Mongolia. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, many of you haven't come across. Maybe you haven't looked hard enough. Maybe you haven't put enough effort. But in the end, you know, I mean, you know, I don't make enough appearance here in Mongolia. Of course, that's uh, my mistake. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I mean, if any of you want to connect with me, you know, please do so. I'll share my email. I'll share my, I, I'm not on social media mm-hmm. because I, uh, uh, I don't want to say I don't have time. But it is true that I don't have time, and uh, uh, it's it's so competitive out there, and I, I just don't have the time to uh, concentrate so much on creating content, you know, uh, you know, yes. like what dance move should I do, or you know, like, you know, I I, I have limited content as compared to other people. So uh, indeed, you're the coolest one, right? So I mean, you know. Um, but you know, I mean, I'm I'm open. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I have plenty of people who reach out to me through WhatsApp, email, and I and I make time to answer as much as I can. Mm-hmm. What is your uh, What is your purpose for this era? I mean, uh, what are you doing? What's your focus on? What project are you attending this time of year? Well, there's many projects, you know, uh, but my o- overall, to put it in short, is to change lives for the better. Okay. Change lives for the better. We need healthy bodies. We need healthy minds. We need ethics. We need discipline. And I'm here to encourage people and tell people that, yes, we can do it. Mm-hmm. We have all the tools. We have all the necessi- necessities. And we can achieve it. Let's do it together. Let's unite our efforts. Let's work together. Let's make a change. Mm-hmm. Change doesn't begin from governments or some external beings. Change begins from individuals. From And we are all responsible and have the ability, capability to make change in our home, mm-hmm. in our neighborhood, in our community, in our city and in our country and on this world as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want um, I want one thing for my audience is um, I want you to teach one method to improve our mental health significantly just by doing that exercise. Mindfulness. Let's go on. Mindfulness is very important. Mm-hmm. What is mindfulness? Mindfulness is constantly guarding your actions. Mm-hmm. Where does those actions come from? It comes from the mind. So your mindful is being respectful, compassionate, loving, caring, not only for yourself, but also for others as well. You're creating that zone of peace. You're being mindful. You're being mindful of what you say how you say it, your action of your body, your action of your mind, you know. So we have to, like I was saying earlier, we have to sometimes focus inwards of our body, speech, and mind. And if we are able to focus on that within ourselves, we can make a huge difference. We can make a 
tremendous difference in society. So it is constantly training our body, speech, and mind to be mindful, to be respectful, to be loving, caring. Compassion is the nature of human being. That's the true nature of human being. Now, when we say love, I want to touch upon this uh, particular subject. We have limited understanding of love. We think that love is between family members, husband and wife, and children. It has come to a point where if I said to your camera person, I love you. He would be very offended. Mm -hmm. A guy to a guy saying, I love you. He would say, what's wrong with this guy? And then he will say, it's a lie. Well, he may not see it's a lie, but he will probably feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yes. He will feel uncomfortable. And Doesn't he want to be loved? Doesn't he want to be loved by people? In his bottom of his heart, yes. Why is he limiting receiving love? Receiving love only from my family members, my husband or wife or whatever. Why we are limiting that? And if I said to your female camera person, if I said, I love you. You know, she's going to think, is he trying to make a move on me? (laughs) I have two kids. Doesn't he know I'm married? Mm. She's not married. Well. (laughs) Yes, uh, I get a point. The love coverage is very limited. It's so limited. Yeah. But at the same time, we want to be loved. Yes. And what is wrong with saying... I love you as a human brother. I love you as a human being. I love you as a person. Mm -hmm. I love you as an influencer. Mm -hmm. Why do we have to constantly label as a person, as a human being, as a brother, as an influencer, as a podcaster? Why can't I just simply say, I love you? Why is that making us comfortable but at the same time we have the guts to say I hate you I don't like you Mm -hmm. our morals as a human being is at such a low level right now Mm -hmm. we have to elevate that ethics Ethics of life. When we talk about ethics, this is nothing spiritual, this is nothing religion. It's an individual choice and matter. The Dalai Lama promotes human values without touching upon any religious beliefs. Cultivation of compassion, empathy, kindness, care, and so on. I remember back in 1991, my first visit to Mongolia. 
so many old people walking around the city. Old people helping other old people cross the streets. Old people helping other old people carry bags of their bread, potatoes, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Do we see that among the younger generation today? No. We pretend that it's none of my business, it's none of my concern, it's not my problem. It is our problem. Everything is our problem. The traffic is my problem. The pollution is my problem. The problems you have is my problem. Mm-hmm. The food is bad. It's my problem. It's your problem. That restaurant is not serving good food. It's my problem. Your problem. Their problem too. It's everybody's problem. So it's a collective problem. And it can be resolved collectively. It can be resolved through love. So what is the younger generation lacking? Mm-hmm. The younger generation, from my point of view, is they have more tools than they ever had in the human history. They lack discipline. They lack ethics. They lack social communication skills. We don't know how to deal with certain issues. For example, nowadays, bullying is a problem. It's a social problem. Yes. It's, it has existed, but the level of that bullying is at a higher level now. So we don't know how to deal with it. We don't know how to deal with so much negativity from other people. Mm-hmm. People are nowadays social media. It's a good tool but we don't use it for good per- good reasons. We use it to criticize, make fun of them, say bad things, use foul language, you know, without showing your own face. Mm-hmm. And we think that's normal. It's absolutely not human to me. That's not human. Yeah. Uh, we all are the combination of bad and goods and white and blacks dark and brights and uh, you know as a as a human being me i just want to be persistent at uh, what i do best what i do good but the consistency is is what i lack i think it's a similar issue for my generation's people and younger ones how to be persistent i mean how to be cons- constantly doing well Training the mind is like training our body. When we train our body, mm-hmm. for example, bodybuilding, we have a certain goal. Yeah, I want my biceps, I want my chest, you know, I want my shoulders to look a certain way and things like that. We have a goal. We set a goal. Mm-hmm. And how do we achieve that? By being consistent. Mm-hmm. By pursuing that goal. You have to be consistent. What makes us consistent is that discipline that makes us that way. 
Similarly, with the mind, we have to set a goal that I want to be a good person. Mm-hmm. I want to be a good person. I, I, okay, let's not say loving, compassionate, whatever. Just simply say, I want to be a good person. How do you train yourself to be a good person? Because you have that goal of becoming a good person. And through that process, until you reach that goal of being a good person, we have to keep correcting ourselves. Correcting our mind, how our mind thinks. How our mind thinks. We have to reflect. That's why reflecting on yourself is very important in the Buddhist method or technique, Mm -hmm. meditation. Buddhism is reflecting on our mind and recognizing the faults, recognizing the anger, recognizing the foul language that we use, our actions, and having regret, and saying, this is bad. We use our human intellect to recognize between good and bad, and say, this is bad. This created bad karma. This created bad results. I don't want to happen. I don't want this to happen again. And I will ensure that this is not repeated again. And we train our mind. Just like we're training our body. So therefore, there is a strong connection between mind and body. Mm-hmm. Since I mentioned karma, you know, I want to say it's a very trendy word. I don't think, I believe that everyone understands what karma truly means. Karma means cause and effect. There's a cause, and because of that cause, there's an effect. Mm -hmm. Let's say you and I got into a fight. Yeah? Hopefully not. Hopefully not, okay? But I'm giving you an example. Okay. Let's say you and I got into an, a fight. I hit you. You hit me. You know, whatever. We struggle. We wrestle. You know, whatever. The result is I lose a tooth. You have a black eye. Whatever. The result is bad, mm-hmm. right? I lost a tooth. You know, you probably had to have eye surgery or whatever. Now, that is the result. Me losing the tooth, you having a black eye. That's the result. Mm-hmm. What was the cause of that? We go chase it back. I punch you, you punch me, you punch me, I punch you. Before that, what happened? Maybe I said something bad to you or you said something bad to me. What happened before that? We were just hanging out, having a beer. Mm -hmm. So, you see, me losing a tooth and you having a black eye has causes previous actions yes that led to that and that is karma тарих би энергийн хамгийнхийг нь зарцуулдаг тиймээс бид тархиа маш сайн тийжэх хэрэгтэй тархины тийжэл brain active герман чанар i do something bad the result is going to be bad i do something good mm-hmm. and the results are going to be good so therefore we have to generate and act for good karma, good results, good effects. That is the law of karma. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still waiting for the tool to 
to fix, uh, I mean, to improve our mental health, you know. Once all, we, 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 we spoke about the loving, loving without barrier, any limitations. And it's a tool, yes, but I think it's a bit hard to just practice starting from today. Another tool to talk, I mean, to connect with, uh, with myself. What, what could be? Number one, we have to be generous. Generosity. Generosity <coughs> is very important. When I say generosity, it doesn't mean giving out money, giving out you know material things. We have to be generous of our time. Mm-hmm. We have to be generous in uh, the effort that we put in, the time, and so and so on. There, there's something called six perfections. Six perfections of the six perfections of an individual, and I'll explain it very shortly. Of course, this course is like a four to five year course in Buddhism. Wow! But in short. Generosity is very important. That's perfection number one. Mm -hmm. Perfection of a human being. Mm -hmm. We have to be generous. We have to be generous materially, financially, mentally, socially, in in every field. Yeah. Number two is we have to be ethical. We have to have discipline. Without discipline, we cannot achieve anything. Number three is we lack patience. We have to have patience. Number four, we have to put an effort. Mm -hmm. Number five is contemplation or reflecting. Thinking. Analyzing. Mm -hmm. Number six, through all these five experiences, you gain wisdom. All these six perfections were can be applied in our family life, at our work, yeah. while driving, while talking, while eating, and so and so on. Okay, you and I, how did we come come about to have this podcast? Both of us were generous. I was generous of my busy schedule. Yes. You were generous of your studio. That's generosity. Number two is discipline. You said, I'll pick you up at 6 o'clock. I said, okay. I made sure that I was done at 6 o'clock. That's discipline. Number three, we were patient. We discussed this a few days ago. Mm-hmm. And I was patient until the last moment. We postponed it, then originally scheduled, but I was still, I was generous. I still was disciplined, and I was patient. Mm-hmm. We put an effort, you made an effort to make the arrangements, mm-hmm. to see what was needed. You made effort to prepare questions. Mm-hmm. And while we are talking, you're constantly thinking, 
analyzing, thinking, you're contemplating, yes. reflecting on what I'm saying. Do I agree? Do I disagree? Is it for me? Is it not for me? Mm -hmm. And by the end of this podcast, both of us will gain some wisdom. So this is called the six perfections of life. Mm -hmm. Can it be used while be driving? Yes, it can be used. Being generous to other people by saying, okay, you can go in front of me. That's a big issue, you know. <laughs> in Ulaanbaatar, nobody lets anybody in. It's like yes. so like squeezing and tight. Yeah. So, you know, let's be generous. If you were in that situation, wouldn't you like other drivers to let you go? Yes, of course. So let them go. Mm -hmm. Create happiness. Create appreciation. We discipline ourselves while driving because there's red light, green light. You know, don't make a legal U-turn or don't make a legal illegal turn. Yes. We're disciplined. We're patient because the traffic is so heavy. We are patient. We make an effort to leave early for work mm -hmm. because knowing there's going to be heavy traffic. We make an effort. Then we contemplate. Okay, if I take this road, this will be less traffic. If I take that road, it's heavy traffic. You know, we're contemplating. We're thinking. Mm -hmm. Yeah? We arrive at our destination. And it's wisdom. It's bliss. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I want to know what's the meaning of this. Lam it nam gonchuk sumta shinja su chino tiche barta chakla bartosol. The first phrase is I take refuge in my root guru. I take refuge to my, my root guru. Root guru. My main guru. Okay. Because he is the person that you rely on. Mm -hmm. spiritually he is the person that you that gave you inspiration mm -hmm. he is a your mentor he is your inspiration so therefore I take refuge in my main spiritual teacher referring to Buddha right or no anyone Whoever you accept it. Okay. Let's say that you'd find me very inspirational. Mm -hmm. Oh, I want to have him as my spiritual guide. And you take refuge in me. Mm -hmm. And you say, I take refuge in my root guru, which means, which could be me. Or it could be many others. I have many spiritual mentors and teachers mm -hmm. so i take refuge in my root or main spiritual mentor mm -hmm. and the second phrase can you read can you say it, recite it again from this moment onwards till the end of my life, I take refuge in you. So in Buddhism, 
having refuge is very equal to uh, in other religious traditions they say having faith mm-hmm. so in uh, I, i don't know how it would sound in mongolian but in let's say in english i took refuge in europe because the economy situation in mongolia was so bad i took i became a refugee in a certain country because the situation was bad i had to flee and became a refugee by taking refuge in a country mm-hmm. you chose that country because you believe that country can give you freedom you chose that country because you believe that country can give you liberty and can improve your life right mm-hmm. so therefore i take refuge in that person that i believe that can help me elevate me from my sufferings and i dedicate my passion for life till the end of my life mm-hmm. so it's more like a praise or appreciation or a reminder of your what you have committed or what you have promised mm-hmm. in life 16 years ago my spiritual guru was told this uh, sentence to me and i memorized it and i went to cuba and every single time i felt loneliness i felt uh, i had to deal with the problem i was reading this in my inside of me right i didn't know I had no clue about what it what it means but when I read Lamet Mochuk Samtlashin Switchina Tichorta Chuklawortosol I felt like okay God will help me I think this is the the calling that I'm asking for I'm begging for help from God when I read this like nine to seven to nine times everything will be okay that was my belief on this and since 2005 uh, i was reading it every single time i uh, faced with the problem you created a spiritual bond with that person mm-hmm. and he has committed to be at your side at any given moment that you call him mm-hmm. he may not be there physically but he's always there in spirit so therefore because you have created that spiritual bond which is non-physical mm-hmm. and in difficult times you called for his help you called for his energy you called for his blessings and you remembered him you visualized him and you said that prayer mm-hmm. and it was heard through mystical energies of the universe that it gave you strength and inspiration and hope to move forward and overcome your problems this is the mystery of prayers mm-hmm. they work in 
unusual, unexplainable ways. <laughs> yes, indeed. Definitely do. Yeah. And when you talk about spirituality, it's no form. You cannot touch it, but we can feel it within ourselves. Mm-hmm. So that's why the word guru itself, there's no proper word or translation for that. And that's why everybody ended up using the guru. word guru. Mm-hmm. Is it a teacher? Well, a math teacher is a math teacher. Science teacher, it's a teacher. Mm-hmm. You know, do we pray to our science teacher? You know, like, oh, Dagzama, you know, I'm having this, mat, you know, math problem. Please come and help me solve this problem, you know. Dagzma. Oh, I just gave that. Oh, uh, okay. Just an example, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so it's not sufficient enough. You cannot just simply say monk because there's thousands of monks and not everybody is a spiritual mentor. Mm-hmm. So a guru is your father, your mother, your teacher, your friend, your servant, your everything. He's a living Buddha to you. He's a mother. He's a cook. He's a cleaner. He's everything to you. And there's no one word for that. And when we say guru, it's easily understood as somebody spiritually connected or related. Mm-hmm. So through, uh, through our faith, belief, we take refuge in our guru, because I'm suffering, I'm in pain. Just like you did. Yeah. I take refuge in the Buddha because you are the enlightened being that will hear my prayers and bless me and give me energy and hope. I take refuge in the teachings of Buddha because the teachings itself is the phenomena, the truth. I take refuge in the monastic community because the teachings of Buddha has existed till today because of that community that preserve and protected the teachings and the tradition of Buddha. In the 20th century, we we went through such a dark period Destruction of many temples, many kills, many many monks were assassinated, killed, you know, imprisoned and tortured, and so and so on. But nevertheless, there was a small community at Gandin that had special permission, special rights to function, and it was important for the survival of Buddhism in Mongolia. Mm-hmm. Of course, many things were destroyed, but to a certain extent, it was preserved and protected. Thanks to that monastic community, it was protected and preserved till this day. Yeah. So in Buddhism, we say, you know, three jewels. I take refuge in the three jewels. You know, kunjoksum. It would be a lie. And it would be not fair to say that every lama is ethical. There are good lamas, there are bad lamas. <coughs> we tend to look at the negative side, but 
we forget all the good lamas that are out there. There are many of them. Yeah, we cannot generalize everything. We cannot generalize everyone yeah. based on that. True. Look in the Christian community. Mm -hmm. Is every pastor, father, bishop, cardinal, are they all good? Well, no. no. There's not. There are many problems. On a global scale, there's many scandals. Yes. Many. And also, the same thing applies in the Muslim community, religious community, and other traditions as well. So we cannot generalize everyone. It, it, it wouldn't be fair to any of them. So we have to use our human intellect to choose between right and wrong, positive and negative, and good and bad. We are given this intellect, the most sophisticated brain of all living beings, and we still don't know how to use it properly. Yeah. What is the easiest or classic way to learn how to forgive someone? Forgiveness. Mm. Being able to forgive is a victory. We think that, oh, if I forgive him, he wins. No. Being able to forgive, that is the victory. You win. Not the other person. That's simple, simple as that. Simple as that. Um, well, I would like to talk to you until the end of time, but it's not possible. Um, my last question will be how you see 2022 mm. as a year. Mm. Well, I know. Can I look at the camera? Yeah. Of course. Uh, yeah? Okay. I know that, uh, you know, 2021 is uh, coming to an end. Uh, you know, we look back and we automatically tend to say that, oh, last two years were difficult. Yes, it was difficult in many ways. There were problems in many ways. But tell me, when there was a time that we did not have any problems? Which decade did we not, not have problems? Which Century, we did not have problems. We always had problems. Problems are there, and there will always be problems. So, we have to accept it. That's the reality of life. That's the reality of the situation, how it is today. I'm a very optimistic person. How the year 2022 will be, I get that question asked so many times, especially in the month of December and before Tsakansar. <laughs> what is the next year going to be? Mm -hmm. There's three things that will make it a beautiful and wonderful year. Number one is called hope. We have to hope for the better. 
Number two is optimist. We have to be optimistic that we will overcome all challenges and problems that we are facing today. We have to be optimistic that we can resolve the issues, resolve the problems. We have to be optimistic that the health situation was, is going to improve. We have to be optimistic that we will be able to travel in the near future. We have to be optimistic that our salaries will be go going up. We have to be optimistic that I will get a promotion. We have to be optimistic that I will be able to travel all over the world. We have to be optimistic that when I come home, my wife is going to cook dinner and it's going to be prepared. I have to be optimistic that I will have plenty of free time to enjoy. I hope I be optimistic. And number three is the most important is have faith. When I say have faith, I'm not saying have faith in some external being or enlightened being. Have faith in yourself. Self-esteem, self-belief. I can do it. I can achieve it. I can build it. I can create it. I can become an innovator. I can become an influencer. I can create content. I can be a good person. I can be a loving person. I can be a kind person. And you will have a wonderful 2022 through hope, optimism, and faith in ourselves. Happy New Year. Thank you very much. And uh, I wish you every best thing that you wish to other people. That wishes comes true before the expectation, before the time that you hope to arrive to you. Sure. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And uh, as, uh, as Tiloren Bucci says at the beginning of the conversation, we all interconnected, interdependent from each other. So I hope you guys understand that point and uh, spread this knowledge, spread this conversation to other people and let them have the moment of alone and then think everything faithfully. And I hope at this time of year we could reach this happiness that we're looking for. It's not outside. It's not far from us. It's just... It was in us. So I hope you guys reach that happiness with zero cost. And uh, wish, you, wish you all the best in 2022. I think we're going to make some other podcast before the year. And yeah. I don't know if, if it's going to go by subtitles or voiceover, but we'll do something. <laughs> yeah. За та бичлэгийн төгсгөлд ирсэн байна. Бидний бэлтгсэн мэдээлэл танд хэрэг болсон гэж найдаж байгаа шүү. Мэдээж амьдралын маягтай холбоотой өөрчлөлтийг иймэрхүү төрлийн мэдээллийг авмагцаа шууд өөрчлөлт гэдэг бол худлаа. Танаас хүчин чармалт тууштай байдал шаард болно. За тууштай байдал гэснээс бидний бэлтгэж байгаа мэдээ мэдээллийг цаашдаа үргэлж авахыг хүсэж байгаа бол манай YouTube хуудсанд заавал subscribe дараа байна. Хажуудтад нь байгаа хонхыг дарчих юм бол орж байгаа мэдээлэл цаг тухайд нь танд 
notification хэлбэрээр очих болно. Тэгээд хизээ орон төлийн та мэдээлэл авах боломжтой. Энэ танаас ямар нэгэн үнд хэлбэр авахгүйгээр нэгтгийг үрж байгаа зүйл шүү. Биднээ олон хүн нэгдэх тусам бидний мэдээлэл улам мариун ихээр бэлтгэгдэж та хүнд хөрөгчтэй юм байна. За тэгээд нэвтрүүлэгтэй холбоотой санал хүсэлтийг коммент хэлбэрээр доор үлдэж болно. Үгүй болвол Instagram болон Facebook хуцаар дамжуулаад биднээ холбогдож болно шүү. За ямар таач би танаас амжилтлан гоожин биднээ нэгдэрээ subscribe дараагаа тэгээд хонхын тук тук дарчаарай. За ингээд биднээ хамт байдаг үргэлж баярлдаг шүү. Дараагийн дугаар хүртэл баяртай хайртай шүү.